Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of Come On, Man. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and uh, give us an actual written description. That helps out more than you know. If you are listening on YouTube, please subscribe and hit those notifications. This week... I have our 3% brother Luke on again, (laughs) the Luke and Paul show, and we are talking about the importance of diet and exercise when it comes to dating and just being a better man in general. I mean, health is fucking important, okay? A lot of guys, like I hate to say it, and I'm very blunt about it, especially in my TikToks, but you need to get off your fucking ass and work out, okay? If you don't do it, you are fighting an uphill battle, all right? You, you just are, especially if you're using dating apps. You, the, the, the cards are stacked against you. So get out, go for a fucking walk, okay? At the bare minimum, go for a walk, go run. You don't need to have a gym membership. Just get out and exercise, do some fucking push-ups, some pull-ups, whatever. Anyways, Luke and I talk all about it and why it's so important. And we'll get to that right after these words. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week. 
But my Saturday Night Cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. The Luke and Paul Show back again. What's up, brother? Hey, uh, yeah, life is good. Um, just, you know, living out my lockdown dreams every day, living the dream. Yeah, we uh, we had to do a take two, but we were talking about this before, like everything froze up. But you're in a place like a lot of the guys on the 3% Man Facebook group where everything's still locked down. And, you know, I haven't really felt that since, uh, you know, the the very beginning of the COVID lockdown shit, because like I live out in the country, but you guys are still like happening to find the women that are willing to break the rules, still have to figure out how to be creative to go out on dates when everything's fucking shut down or, you know, limited seating or, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's rough, but you're still fucking doing it. Yeah. I mean, there are uh, countries that have got it a lot worse. I think, think where they literally are locked in the house and you have to have a certificate to leave the house you have to have uh, police permission whereas for me you know i can walk out right now i can even drive and i might get stopped by the police that has never yet happened although i've seen them out checking people um you know so 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 if you know if i i i can go out but it's a question of as you say who's going to reciprocate um and so it does come down to holding an iron frame and being like, ha, the rules, that's cute. You know, we're going to meet. Of course we fucking are. I'm the guy. I always do. It always works for me. Not like, oh, um, if, 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 if you d- 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 don't, don't mind, you know, I mean, maybe, m- 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 maybe break the b- rules for me. Maybe, please. <laughs> You're like, come on, girl. Just get over here. At if seven. they're not going to break these stupid rules, they're wasting your fucking time. That, that's really what it comes down to. But that's not what we're talking about today, Luke. Luke, we're not talking about COVID lockdowns and lockdown bullshit and rule breakers. We are talking about how important it is to have a good diet and exercise regimen when you're dating or just being a man in general. You yeah. can't be a fat slob bump on the log your whole fucking life piece of shit no okay i mean you know people talk about the outliers like oh have you seen i mean we've seen it on the page where you've got people going oh yeah i mean have you seen these ugly guys who are getting the good looking women yeah they some of them do but in reality you know they all want the guys all women want the guys who are in shape and who've got you know got really good good physique good charisma, good uh, job, good status. You know, they all want the top percentage of guys. And one of the ways you're in that top percentage is being fit and healthy and having a good physique. Right, exactly. Can you be a fat slob or ugly son of a bitch and still get a hot chick? Yes, because confidence does trump looks. However, comma, you're fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, because most people their confidence is somewhat tied to their appearance if you think now here's this is something that benny says quite a lot if you think hold on benny lichtenwalner 
dating coach extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. My, my amazing coach who has changed my life. Love you, Benny. Always. Um, he says that you need to be congruent with what you think badass does. Now, if you think being fat and eating Big Macs every day makes you the shit and you do, you're like, yeah, I'm fucking cool because I eat Big Macs and I'm fat. But most people don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Most people, they, they, they don't feel confident. They don't feel entitled to go after what they want if they don't, you know, if they, if they are not what a high value man is. And for most people, a badass and a high value man is, is someone who's in shape. So for me, having this appearance here that I've got now means I can walk up to that 10 and feel like she is, is, is privileged to be getting my presence. Whereas if I was a fat slob with clothes that didn't fit and style and I was out of shape and I was unfit and unhealthy, probably wouldn't be able to last long in the bedroom either. Would I walk up to that 10 and go, hey, how's it going? No, no. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I mean, there are guys that I feel like, and women too, there are people I should specify because we have a lot of women listeners now. Hey, ladies, how's it going? They're not our primary audience, but we do have a lot of women listeners. Um, There are a lot of people in general that can hold a little bit of weight better than others. Like, like it for some reason they wear it better. Like, I'm not one of those people. Um, And to just tell a little bit of my story, when uh, when I was married, I gained a shitload of weight because a lot of, a lot of people, when they get into a relationship, whether it's marriage or just a long-term relationship, they get too comfortable. They think they don't have to try anymore. And I was that guy, you know, and I put on gobs of weight. And by the time uh, that I got divorced and I'm sure this contributed to the divorce, I was weighing, like I weighed 230 pounds. I'm only like five, nine and a half, you know? And I add the half on there just to make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not. You, round, you round it off on the apps to five ten, do you? I do, yeah. Yeah, you know, same. And right. when I wear and when I wear the and where where I wear cowboy boots all the time, so I usually, you know, I I'm a little bit above five ten when I'm out and about on dates, but it's because those heels help me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but not but at two, so at at that height, two hundred thirty pounds is big, you know, and when I got divorced. I spent 11 months floundering on the dating circuit. Obviously too. I mean, part of that was I had zero confidence. I hadn't dated in like 15 years. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing anymore. So there was, there was a part of that, but it was rough. Like I couldn't get, I couldn't get past uh, maybe a second date. I think there was one gal that I went on like three dates with, but I wouldn't make a move, you know, cause I just, did, I didn't know what I was doing. She wasn't even that attractive. I think that's the only reason why I even got to the third fucking date. And um, it was just rough. And I, and, I, and I ended up, you know, with the, the gal I ended up with because she was super forward, you know, and she was actually in pretty good shape. She just dug chubby guys, you know, because there are chubby chasers out there. So that's what helped me out. Like I got fucking lucky. Uh, but then this, then a couple of years after dating her, in 2016, I decided, no, I can't, I can't be fat like this. Like I would look in the mirror and just feel like shit every day. Like, oh God, I look like, like, I look like that, you know? And then I just feel like shit. And then I beat myself up when I ate like a giant ass fucking burrito or something. You're like, 
dude, this is why you're a fat fuck, you know? Like I, I beat myself up. It was like a vicious cycle, right? You eat to feel better, but then it makes you feel like shit. Yes. So I finally decided to just change all that. I decided to really focus hard on diet and exercise and I kept it simple, right? I, I went running every day. I started lifting and then I counted calories. Like that to me is the easiest way to lose weight, you know, get an app like my fitness pal and just keep track of what you're eating every day. And the trick is to just burn more calories than you're taking in and you actually will lose weight. I ended up, I ended up losing 50 pounds and I got like slim, you know, I got really slim and cut and, um, fast forward to this time on the dating circuit, which started in 2019. This is even before I found Corey Wayne. Once I realized, uh, I think it was after like the second or third date, maybe it was the, no, that was, I, I think it was the first date I went on after the breakup. Um, you know, I, I've told this story countless times on the podcast where I didn't, I didn't make a move. And I, like the chick texted me on the way home saying, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't try to kiss me. And after that, once I, once I decided to always go for a kiss, even before finding like Corey Wayne and all these other books, um, once I started doing that, and also the fact that I looked better, I was getting more matches on dating apps and I was getting laid more, <laughs> you know, it was just that combination fucking changed, changed the game. So these guys that, um, and I think one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this um, is because you just recently did a video on how to get six pack abs. Well, you've done a video on it, but you revamped it. But then we were also talking about how on TikTok, I get a lot of guys going, well, I'm just, I'm not having a good time on dating apps. And, uh, and we're going to do a whole episode on dating apps profiles and stuff too. But a big yeah. portion of dating apps is how the fuck you look, right? It's, it's almost, almost like 90% because the first impression of that first, especially any of the swiping apps, literally they hardly, you know, the, yeah, a good bio and a funny job title is cool. But on the, on the swiping apps like Tinder and Bumble, it is like, you know, yeah, 80 to 90% based on, oh, I don't like that picture. Boom. Yep. Yep. You have to have good pictures. And a part of having good pictures is looking good, which yeah. comes back to dating. Or dating. It goes back to exercise and diet. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about your, your video that you did on, on abs. Cause I, I, I don't have like six pack abs, but I have a very flat stomach because I work out, you know, I, I do, I do sit-ups and planks and leg lifts and flutter kicks and I, and I eat right, but I don't like, I don't feel like I eat so little that I can get to, you know, less than 10% body fat, which is sort of the key to, to six pack abs. Right. I mean, you have to like abs start in the kitchen. They do. They do. I mean, you know, the more we move, the better. We are going to burn more calories. But ultimately, it comes down to our nutrition that does it. You know, you can you can do this without going out walking and doing running and stuff by just working the muscles and eating the right amount of food. And obviously, you're moving in your day-to-day -day life when you walk to the car or walk to the office up the stairs. You know, it is totally possible if you if you work and work those muscles and sculpt them and lower the fat percentage by keeping track of, of what it is you eat. So, um, but you know, obviously I, I, I do recommend people go out, run, do exercise and get that stamina in them too, and burn those additional calories and get the metabolism working faster. Um, 
So what was I, what was I going to say? Oh, you know, about lowering the body fat percentage. Yes. Okay. So, so the, the kitchen part of it comes down to, um, so different people have different distributions of their fat. So not everybody can sculpt their abs in the same way. Like I can get eight. It's insane. Like, mm -hmm. and some people can get a ridiculous amount more than others. Some people can only get four. Some of it's uh, genetics. It is. And, and some people's fat distributes very differently to others. Mm -hmm. So some people need to be 8% before they can see them. Others, 10, 10 is kind of the middle ground. For me, I'm a bit of a bastard. By 13%, you can already see, you can already almost see six by 13. 12%, I'm already looking incredible. There's some guys that can have, yeah, can have a decent amount of fat on them and still show their abs. Look at, uh, like I'm a wrestling nerd uh, for those guys on YouTube. You guys know that. Chris Jericho. Uh, a lot of people know who Chris Jericho is, even if they don't you know, watch wrestling just cause he's like, he's a, a rock star. He's the lead singer of Fozzie, one of my favorite bands. Um, if you look at him now on AEW dynamite on Wednesday nights, like he's put on some fucking weight since he was in WWE last, hmm. but he's got abs. Like he's got, he's, his fat goes out sideways. <laughs> yeah. He's got, but he's got sculpted abs. It's crazy. That's it. So if you do the workouts in my video, successfully, regularly do them. And I'll, post really a I'll post a link to your video in the, in the uh, show notes. So go ahead. Thank you so much. If you do that, I believe that obviously, you know, the, the, the abs are going to be like this. When you sculpted them, they're going to start to be more like this. That is going to cut through some of the fat. That is going to push through a little bit. So I think that if you really build the muscles up bigger and bigger and bigger, you aren't going to have to lose as much body fat before they'll start to kind of push through a little bit. I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but it would make sense. Doesn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get some comments uh, from some, some like hardcore nutritionists, hardcore, you know, physical trainers about some of that science. One thing I will say though, is the more muscle you have, like the more calories you burn your mouth, like it's, it's fascinating because uh, a lot of people get, they get too focused on the scale and how much they weigh, but muscle outweighs fat. So the more muscle you put on, you are going to weigh a little bit more, but the more muscle you have will burn more calories, which in turn will burn more fat. Yes. And you can, you can get scales that will show you all of that. They'll show you what percentage of, of it. They, they, they take the sweat from your feet and stuff. I'm not even quite sure how it does it, but it will be, it will be able to tell you, what your muscle mass is, what the fat percentage is, and what your uh, your weight is, and some some of them will even do bone mass as well. That's so crazy. Worth getting, and you can some, see sometimes too. If you go, if you uh, belong to a gym, um, one like maybe sometimes it's better to focus more on your body fat percentage. And one of the ways they do that, if you go to a, a lot of gyms, will have uh, calpers. Well, they'll do like a little pinch test, and then they'll like measure how much they could pinch, and then that gives you a good estimate of what your body fat percentage is. And sometimes it's better to focus more on losing that body fat percentage than it is losing weight or gaining weight. Always, always. What? Because you, you could be losing muscle. Go ahead, we'll say that again. You could be losing muscle and not realizing it. You can, yeah. Especially, um, so guys that like want to really bulk up, right? And get like real big. Most women don't. Most women want to be lean. But guys that want to get like big and buff, uh, if they're doing a lot of cardio, 
that actually is, uh, it's, it's aerobic. It actually will cause you to lose a little bit of muscle mass if you're, if you're doing too much cardio. So guys that want to bulk up, I, instead of doing cardio, like running and stuff like that, like I, I've heard that it's better to do circuit training you know, where you're doing, you're doing a lot of weightlifting exercises, but you're taking less breaks in between those exercises. You're going from one exercise to the next because that burns calories, but you're still bulking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's like hit and Tabata and stuff like that. That's one of my favorite things to do. I love doing that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and hit is uh H I T T high intensity training. Yeah. Something. High intensity interval training. Yeah. H I I T. High yeah, that is one of the best things you can do. But so the question of, of how we lower it with our nutrition. Yeah. Um, well, this is it. So this is the big question. And it all goes down to not eating food that is, you know, heavily processed. So I, I talk about it in the video, you know, food that's been so refined sugar. Our body doesn't does not like refined sugar. Really. Yeah, sugar is the enemy. Sugar is the number one enemy. And and and. Um, simple carbs like you know things like bread and stuff mm -hmm. um, potatoes like like regular like russet potatoes breaks down in your body like sugar and yeah. it just gets stored as fat especially that, if you're not out like running a, a like a half marathon you know a week and it really sits on your body so things like bread things like potatoes things like sugar it, it just goes it goes straight into the reserves and it sits there the body can't break it down properly. It doesn't digest it well. So a lot of the grains that are in breads these days, you know, it's a grain that, if I remember rightly, it was introduced, you know, in kind of the farming revolution. I could be wrong about this, but basically if we go back to our hunter-gatherer days, they didn't eat that stuff. They didn't have those grains. They didn't exist back then. Do you know what I'm saying? They, right. they didn't eat that. Back in the hunter-gatherer days, you know, we ate meat, we ate fish, we ate... Um, we ate, you know, vegetables and fruit and, uh, you know, nuts, seeds. It was foods in its very most basic state that it was very easy to break down. Now, in terms of getting, you know, getting grains into our system, you know, again, in bread, you know, you've probably got baking soda, you've got yeast, again, which can fatten, which can fatten men up if they have too much of it. Um, you know, there's and can lower your testosterone levels. We, we don't want too much of that stuff in us. Um, we've got, and there's often sugar put into bread as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just like a triple whammy, um, you know, cakes, biscuits, all that stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, it all goes against what we had. So if you're going to have grains, you want to have things like lentils, things like quinoa, things like um, rice, because they're in their most natural form. Nobody's right. putting anything like in brown there. rice, though, not like enriched white rice. Yeah. Yeah. Because it literally is just a grain. It's not got baking soda. It's not had any sugar added in. You know, it's it's in its most natural, unprocessed form. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to you know meats and things like that, we ideally we want grass-fed, organic, or free-range. We don't want stuff that's been done in a factory and been pumped with again estrogen, been pumped with antibiotics. We want it in its most natural, unfucked around with uh, processed form. You want to hear a secret? Yes. I love a secret. Okay. So, um, I dated this gal who's, uh, cause I live out in the country. I dated this gal whose family are, are ranchers. So they, they, they're cattle ranchers. And we were talking about the difference between organic 
meat, grass fed meat and stuff like that. And you know what you find in the supermarket. And what she told me was that the whole idea of organic meat or grass fed meat is just fucking labeling because, and then, and how they write uh, on some of that stuff, like, Oh, there's no, uh, you know, there's no steroids or there's no whatever um, antibiotics in this meat. Um, She says that all meat, even the stuff that says doesn't have all that stuff in it is because uh, like she says, none of it has any of that stuff in it. And almost all, all cattle are grass fed, you know, until uh, it, it comes to slaughter time. Right. So that's, that's the one difference is if they're, if it's labeled as grass fed, it means that when it comes to slaughter time, they, they haven't had any corn, but typically they're always grass fed because they all just graze out in the fields and stuff out here. But when it comes to butcher time, they'll spend a month in the, in the butcher house. And by that time, that whole month, all the antibiotics and stuff that they've been pumped with is dissipated from their system. So they don't have it, but the cattle that uh, they'll, they'll get corn fed for that last month because it fattens them up and makes the meat taste better. That's it. But most of the, most of their lives they're raised grain fed and they all have like antibiotics and stuff in them. But by the time it's slaughter time, all that, the antibiotics and all that stuff has dissipated from their system. So anyway. Okay. That actually explains um, why when I was eating that cheap, high fat beef, yeah. uh, my testosterone was high. Mm-hmm. Let's not go into why I know. I just know. <laughs> <laughs> I just know, right? I was like, damn, I didn't realize I could do that. Yeah. So, you know, um, so it didn't, yeah, yeah, it didn't make much difference, but um, things like eggs, we want them free range. Chicken, definitely, we don't want it put in the bloody uh, factory chicken. Again, free range or room to roam, that kind of thing. Um, that, that, there's a whole documentary on that too, that the, the whole idea of, well, the free range eggs, yes, because free range eggs, um, well, no, even that. Uh, there's, a, there's an episode by Morgan Spurlock where it's like uh, a follow-up to Supersize Me. I think it's Supersize Me too. They talk about how free range, it, all it means is they have to have the ability to go outside for a little bit. And a lot of those massive chicken factories just open the doors and put a fence out there. So they're not like, it, it's really not, it's still, it's still fucking marketing. It's all bullshit. But if you get a real, like if you live out in the country, like I do, where there's actual people that raise their own chickens and they do let their chickens just wander around eating bugs and stuff like that, those eggs are fucking good. So if you have local farms where you can buy direct from those guys, as opposed to the big like bullshit in the store, yes, (laughs) there's a difference there. I mean, the guys in, in uh, anyone who knows me knows that I, I go to the farmer's market every Saturday. Yeah, I, smart. Yeah, so you're, you're buying direct from the source. That's, that's imperative. Uh, one thing I do want to go back to is talking about you know, your diet recommendations. A lot of that is sort of, except for the rice, the rice and lentils and stuff like that, um, is very it, paleo, right? Um, there's a really great documentary that talks about how if you look at our timeline as humans, as a football field, they're like, if you go from one end zone all the way up to the, the next end zone, Mm. that's our timeline as humans. But the end zone part is the only part in our history where we start eating grains. Yep. The rest of it, it was all just like what you could gather. So basically anything above ground, you know, 
So you're talking, you're talking mostly meats, you're talking mostly fats, and then whatever like vegetables that you can see, you know? So like stuff like carrots, which go, grows below ground, like roots, rooted vegetables is usually not recommended. They're a little too high in carbs. Although in paleo, they, they allow uh, sweet potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that a lot of diets do think that sweet potato is fine. Um, yes. Sweet potatoes are okay, but regular potatoes aren't um, just stuff like that. But mainly the whole idea is just like limit your sugar and grains because grains break down like sugar. It's, it's all about sugar. Sugar is like the worst thing. That's what's making it like everyone, you know, have uh, diabetes and shit. Yes. Um, I, so one thing I will say, I will say this, all diets work. They mm. all work as, as long as you stick to it. And that's the big problem is a lot of people can't fucking stick to a diet. Like you really need to find a diet that works for you that you can live with and make it a true lifestyle change. A lot of people say that for new year's, Oh, it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle change for a month. You fucking pussy. Like <laughs> you have to find something that works for you. And um, like I said, the things that I've tried is you know, mainly calorie counting using the, my fitness pal app and in uh, keto. Like I, yeah. I love keto. And keto is very strict though. It doesn't work for everybody. I mean, I can have no more than 20% of my, it, or no, no more than like 5% of, of my daily intake as carbs. So that's like 20 grams, which means I can have like green vegetables and that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of like nuts, you know, a lot of, you know, peanut butter, but not too much peanut butter because if you eat too much, there's too many carbs you know, a lot of steak, a lot of bacon, sausage and stuff like that. And I don't eat clean like that. I don't care about the grass fed beef, the grass fed butter and all that shit. I just, I just buy fucking butter. I just buy whatever meat I want. 80, 20 beef, you know, yeah. um, I don't really care about it so much. I, I sort of, they call it dirty keto, but it works. Well, what it does work because you know, yeah. what most of what I do is very, very similar to keto. In yeah. fact, you know, back when I was fighting and I was cutting weight all the time, you know, that pretty much was, it was meat and it was vegetables. That was pretty much my diet. And it still mostly is. Today, I had eggs and bacon for breakfast, chicken for lunch. I know keto doesn't particularly recommend that. Um, it's and just because it's too high in protein, throws off your macros, but, but yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and then I, I had meatballs with a bit of brown rice and a load of, um, you know, dark green vegetables for, for dinner. So it's not quite keto, but it's got a lot of the same stuff. Obviously the rice doesn't, doesn't work. Obviously well, the chicken as well, actually. Um, but, um, you know, it, it is fairly similar the way that I do it. It's fairly similar to, um, to keto, but I, I just keep things as natural as possible. Yeah. Because I know that when I fuck around with sugars, when I fuck around with breads, pastries, chocolates, cakes, sweets, all that stuff, beer, those things, they fuck me up. And a lot of people, as long as they stay on this kind of natural, natural stuff and it's natural, un unprocessed form, they're all right. But yeah, different people um, suit different diets better. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people on the carnivore diet, which is basically just one step away from keto, really. Yeah, it's um, way more restrictive, though. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about do, trying it out. And then once I really started looking into it, I mean, it is fucking restrictive. It is, but you know, for some people that really works because yeah. they're intolerant to a lot of the foods in, you know, in, in certain diets that, that they wouldn't be able to have. So, you know, it's about finding which one works for you, but all of the diets that work, 
go back to strip foods back to their basic forms where they haven't been fucked around with much. Sure. Sure. Um, one thing that I like, I, I really like about just counting, counting calories, because uh, like I said, that, that, that's how I lost 50 pounds. I didn't lose that from keto. Keto got me to really cut even more though. Um, and, uh, but, but the, the thing about counting calories is once you start keeping track of what you're eating, you start getting a mental idea of like, you can basically eat whatever you want, as long as you account for the calories. So you can have a piece of cake, but then you can't fucking eat for the rest of the day, you know? So you start looking at certain foods like, okay, I could have this apple that's 80 calories. It'll fill me up or I can have this donut and I'll be hungry 10 minutes after I eat it. Now that donut's more like 250. Exactly. Exactly. So then you'll go, okay, you know what? I'll eat the, I'll eat the apple because I'll feel satiated. It tastes good. And you'll, you'll start, you'll just naturally start making better food choices. Once you start getting an idea of like, you know, what you're eating. And then it's important to look at labels because you have to look at labels to count those calories anyway. I mean, the app makes it easy. You can scan barcodes and stuff like that, but then you start looking at serving sizes because serving sizes, when you look at foods like are like, you know, a lot of people, like when it comes to, um, let's just say craft macaroni and cheese, <laughs> right? Boxed macaroni and cheese, which is trash for you. But a lot of people, especially in America, because we're fat fuckers in America, that one box they feel like is their serving. But if you look at it, it's like, no, there's four servings in this box or whatever. I, I, haven't, I haven't had that shit in a long time. So I don't know how many servings are in a box, but I think like you'll look at it and go, oh shit. So a whole box is whatever, you know, whatever the calories say times the servings amount. And then you're like, like most people don't understand the idea of portion size. No. Um, and, and you get to a point with my fitness pal, cause I've used that as well, where yeah. you can just look at a plate full of food and go, that's 600 calories. And then yep. you add it all up and you're like, damn, I'm right. Cause yep. the strawberry is like, what is it? Strawberry is like five or something like that. And they're very tasty. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, so that I would say like, if you're looking for like the, if you want to be able to eat basically whatever you want, the calories in calories out method is, is by far the simplest. Although you will start, you will start feeling like you're hungry a lot yeah. because you're, you're really, you have to look at uh, the best thing about my fitness pal is that you can put your, your goal weight in there. And like how long, you know, like, do you want to lose a pound a week, which is safe or two pounds a week, which is the max they'll let you do. And then it'll spit out a, a, cal a daily calorie number based on your height, age, weight, and, um, and your fitness level. And uh, it'll spit out a calorie number. Like you need to stay under this amount and then you'll lose that weight. And you will, as long as you stick to it, you don't go over that number. You can, you can eat a slice of cake and get away with it. Um, one thing that I, I will say too, which goes back to exercise is if you are doing calories in calories out, if you get, uh, map my fitness and you keep track of like your exercise, it'll keep track of the calories you burn and automatically put that into my fitness pal. And so then what that will do is it will give you a calorie surplus that, that you can work with. And then you can actually eat a little bit more. So it's almost like a reward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there was a, you know, you can, 
I can't remember, but I think I used to also be able to uh, get a rough estimate on, um, you could save your workouts as well. And you can figure out how many calories each workout burns as well on there, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, contrary to that, if you're on a diet like keto, yeah, uh, you don't have to track as much because um, I find that when I'm when I'm sticking to the rules of, you know, like meats, eggs and greens kind of things or, you know, meats, eggs, greens and a little bit of, you know, very, very healthy grains in its natural form. You know, your body sort of tells you when you've had enough. Yep. And yeah. you, you actually eat quite a lot of that stuff and it, it doesn't make you fat. You know, you can eat a lot of meat and it doesn't make you fat. Yeah. I don't know that many people who've ever got fat off meat. Right. That's the, that's very true. Like if, I mean, if you really want to get strict with keto, you can keep track of it on my fitness pal. You just need to go into the settings and change the macro levels, but you're more concerned with your macros as a part, as opposed to calorie intake. Um, be, yeah. Cause so, you, so that's where it, it can be like tedious and complicated, but yeah, I mean, typically if you just follow the rules of keto, like strictly like, okay, I'm only going to eat green vegetables and otherwise it's meat, eggs, cheese, you know, you can't have milk, but you can have, you know, creamer, um, like real cream, like heavy whipping cream. You can have that kind of stuff. If you stick to that, like the high fat type foods, very low carbs, you don't have to count calories at all. It's, it's, it's almost effortless. And then because it's a lot of fat, it just keeps you satiated longer. So you actually eat less. Yeah, that's it. So that's, that's another way that you can do it. I've done all of these different ways. Um, so, so what, what, what I wanted to throw in, and this is mentioned in the book and it's mentioned hugely in the rational mail as well, which a lot of our readers are into at the moment is that, you know, is, is this the right phrase? A good healthy physique is symbolic of what is it? Superior genetics, which means that the offspring has the highest chance. So mm. when a woman's looking at a man, you know, in terms of what he can produce, um, you know, good looking for men and women being in good healthy bodies fit healthy bodies is symbolic of uh you know gonna be a great strong offspring and we don't even know we're thinking this this is on an unconscious deep-rooted level there's a reason why we want the best looking woman that for 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 a man it's that that our sort of status charisma and looks can get us and for a woman it's going to be largely well whatever she can bring to the table too but you know (laughs) Well, no, no, there's a lady that commented on one of my TikTok videos because I did it. I do videos periodically where I'm running and stuff. Right. And one of the things uh, she, this chick said in that video or in those comments was that uh, a, a man that exercises and stuff like that shows discipline and discipline shows that, you know, you could like, it, it shows in all areas of your life. If you're well-disciplined, you're going to be a good provider. You're going to work hard. You're going to be successful in your career. So mm-hmm. a guy that like dedicates himself, works out, doesn't wait to be motivated, does it because he knows he has to fucking do it. It's sexy to women because it shows that how fucking driven he is. It's true. And also there's, a, there's another part of that as well. It, it, it shows consistency and commitment over time. Yeah. That's someone because because you have to keep turning up for months and months and months. You know, people look at me and think, oh, you're naturally like that. If people go back to the old 2016, you'll see I deliberately, well, not quite deliberately, I got fat and then said, hey, look, I'm fat. And then I said, and I now watch how I undo this. And then I filmed the process of me reversing it. So it's like 
I'm not naturally this good looking. I have to work hard. And if I let it slip, it's very hard to get it to, to get the fire going again. Mm-hmm. But I haven't let it slip now in many years. Um, but uh, well, where was I going? So obviously I, I, I've been on both sides of this. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, the other thing as well is, is, is you can protect. Yeah. You know, you can protect her. So um, another thing we talk about in Lover and a Fighter, if you, if you guys are interested, if anyone's interested in joining our community, we've got WhatsApp group. We analyze each other's texts. We've got a, a support group. We help each other out with our dating and all sorts. Anyway, um, one of the big things that he talks about is you don't have to be a big fucking jacked up Hulk. I mean, look at me. I'm quite a slender guy but I've got insane muscle definition and, you know, it drives the girls you know, crazy. I, I know it sounds cocky, but they, they could wash a shirt on your stomach, dude. That's it. <laughs> so, um, what was I going to say? So, so, so they don't necessarily, you don't have to be huge and big. I know some guys that's their calling card. You know, some guys can't get the apps, but they can lift like fuck knows how much they can probably lift my body weight in one hand. Great. Cool. But you can't be too fat. You mustn't be fat. But at mm. the same time, you mustn't be too skinny either. Because yeah. if you're too skinny, you know, you can't protect yourself. You can't stand up for her. So if you're too slim, but if you're too fat, I mean, again, that's, you know, you, you might not be around in five years. You might, you know, it's, 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 it's possibly going to be weak, a weak offspring. Um, and, you know, you're not going to want to go hiking with her. You're not going to want to go, or in my case, you're not going to want to go on that surfing trip because I don't fucking like hiking. So my How girl- How dare you? I love hiking. You love hiking. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, you know, you're not going to be able to go on adventures with her and she'll just be bored and she's not, you're not going to help her grow. Uh-huh. You know, one thing too, I, I, uh, I was just thinking of that I, I definitely wanted to talk about in this is, uh, especially guys my age, right? Like I'm in my, I'm in my forties. I'm going to turn 42 this year. The answer to, whoa, now, easy now, you're taking your shirt off. <laughs> Those guns away, you're going to scare the liberals, buddy. No, so, <laughs> no, so especially at my age, it's so important because when you're dating, when you're at my age in your 40s, uh, there's a lot of divorcees out there. And if you can just be in better shape than the next guy, you've already got a fucking leg up. You've already got a leg up. Cause I, uh, there's so many guys, if you go onto the dating app and just sort of like reverse it and start looking at other dudes profiles and see what your competition looks like. Oh shit. Match. In, in my, in my area, like, I'm just like, dude, I, I got no competition out here because I stay in shape. I fucking like right now, my workout regimen is I work out five days a week. I run five and a half miles, five days a week. And I do, I'm right now I'm doing calisthenics. I stopped doing like heavy lifting. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, I like to switch things up every once in a while. So I'm doing a lot of like push-ups, pull-ups, sit-ups, um, stuff like that. But I run five and a half miles a day. And uh, no one else in my area, none of the other guys in my area are fucking doing that. No. So if, if you look at from like just strictly dating back on the dating circuit, you're maybe dating apps you really want to work out because it gives you a leg up because you just have to, and you just have to look better than the next fucking guy. Yeah. And, and the truth is as well, is that a lot of guys over 40, they think that because they're over 40, that they're out of the game. 
They yeah. think it's game over. They think, because I'm over 40, well, I can't dress like a pimp like Luke Aylward does. I can't get jacked and ripped like Luke Aylward. So, you know, I'm blowing my own trumpet now. But uh, this is why a lot of women, even women in their late 30s, early 40s, are going for guys my age. They want mm-hmm. the 30-year-old man because the 30-year-old man has got his career in check. Yeah, he's very he's still in shape. <laughs> yeah, and he's in <laughs> tremendous shape. And he still feels entitled to live fearlessly and be bold and to, to keep himself in shape and, you know, dress flash and, and go out and do what he wants. Right. Everybody right. wants the guys in their thirties because a lot of guys, they hit 40 and they go, Oh no, I can't do that now. Now I have to wear a buttoned up shirt and go to church on Sunday. And now I have to just focus on being a good dad and being a good citizen. And they become boring, which is why you get all the girls. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, 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 you you bring up a good point. There's a, there's women in their like forties, uh, even fifties that are in still good shape. Like they're still in good shape, but they won't date guys their age because most guys, their fucking age have given up. They're just like, well, yeah. you know, this is what you do when you're 40. You just turn to a fat fucking slob, you know, and yeah. you just watch football and just eat fucking potato chips all day. They've, they've given it up. Um, right. I but, it, but it goes back to guys too. Like for me, I don't like looking at women in their forties because a lot of them have hit the wall for the same reason. They got fucking lazy. They're just like, you know, Oh, I don't have to try anymore. I'm in my forties and they should just love me for who I am. Nobody's loving you for who you fucking are at what, like at, at face value when you're first meeting them, no one's loving you for your fucking personality, especially on a dating app. They are looking at what you look like first. Yeah. And then like, Sometimes they're looking at what your profile says, but, and then if you're on an app like match, they're digging way too far into your profile and just like really analyzing that shit. That's why I love like, you know, Tinder and Bumble and hinge because there's not a lot of stuff in your profile for them to judge on. It's all based on looks and like a couple of like small things. And then you get to know each other in person and then they can fall in love with your personality. But that's interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I prefer it the other way around. I prefer it if I can write more about my character because I've got a crazy character. Yeah, you are pretty crazy. Yeah, I have got the looks too, though. So write about all the all them geese and grannies and shit. Geese, granny. Yeah, I mean, me and granny have been snorting cocaine off Donald Trump's bare chest with the geese filming it. <laughs> That's what I do every weekend, girl. Yeah. Now, who wants to date me? Come on. sorry um but no i mean like so i mean just getting back to diet and exercise right it all comes down to competition yeah and if you can you know in dating i don't care what anybody says it's a competitive fucking market and you have to be better than the fucking next guy yeah, and, and, and if you're not, if you don't want to put that work in, you're going to have a hard fucking time on the dating circuit. And then you're going to come to people like me. You're going to come to people like Luke. And then you're going to bitch about it. Oh, the dating apps suck. Oh, I have a hard time. Women are bitches. No, they're not. You're not yeah. putting in the fucking work. Yeah. And then they say, oh, yeah, I, I just want to meet them organically. Now, in your life, how many... I have actually met girlfriends organically, but it's kind of like sure. once every three years, once every two to three years, the rest of the time it's all happening digitally. So unless you want to have blue balls for three years, be my guest. But yeah, if, if you can't do it online, you, there's probably a reason for it. And, and you know, it's going to be harder in person because 
even if you are good looking and attractive, you know, meeting people in person is 10 times, 10 times harder nowadays to, to meet them online. So, so yeah, we, we need to look good. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to, unless you are that guy who genuinely thinks that being fat and eating chips and watching TV makes you the shit, then unless that is you and you genuinely, genuinely deeply believe that makes you the fucking shit and gets you confident as fuck, which it won't be because you're watching this podcast, you know, or listening to it, depending on where you're watching and where you're listening, you know, you, you've got to look good. You know, it is, it is a good physique is symbolic of a superior DNA. You know, are you going to want to go off with a, with a girl who's out of shape? You know, think about her in 10 years, you're not going to commit to her. Are you, you're not right. Well, I mean, there are men, there are women. I, 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 uh, I get a lot of, you know, people in, uh, on TikTok, especially they get mad when you generalize, right? There are, yeah. there are women that, uh, even though hypergamy is real, they, uh, um, you know, they'll mentally, you know, have the willpower to not act on those urges. You know, mm-hmm. they'll stay with their man, even though he's a fat fucker. There's men that will stay with their wife, even though she's ballooned up to God knows what, but they're probably not having sex anymore. They're probably just fucking roommates, you know? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to women, I don't like them to be muscular like me. I like them to be feminine. And often having a little bit more on them, being a little bit curvy, I don't mind that, to be honest. I I don't mind it either. I don't mind it either. Very feminine. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, but girls are like, yeah, but I don't have the muscles and the abs that you've got. And I'm like, I I don't want that. That would be like, having sex with a man yeah I, I i wouldn't want a woman with a six-pack no I, I wouldn't i um i do like i like a lit like i don't like them too heavy and some women like i said they can wear their weight better than other women yeah so i've had women that um you know like for instance uh, right now i'm dating um i'm dating high school teacher chick yeah right she's got a little bit of extra pounds on her but she is like i mean she doesn't have like a belly you know, like she's got perfect curves. It, she wears it well. It's very smooth. Like, like it like yeah, turns I, me I, on. Like I like, you know, I like a little bit of padding there, you know. And I and I've dated women that are just scrawny as hell. That chick that was uh, the cattle rancher, cattle rancher's daughter, she was thin as hell, super thin. And uh like that boniness doesn't give you any padding, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's it's cool it's cool on, at face value but you know when it comes down to brass tacks eh, there's you need a little bit of padding there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah it can be a bit of a hard situation to get through you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh so we talked a, a quite a bit about diet uh let's talk about exercise a little bit so in your video that we're going to post in the show notes you show a lot of ab exercises we've talked about like we both like to run like what other kind of exercises do you like to do luke uh i like to do basic upper body and basic lower body kind of uh stuff that activates the upper body and stuff that activates the lower body i mean my favorite stuff is things like pull-ups and tricep dips but recently due to a couple of injuries nowadays i I do quite a lot of um uh, push-ups i mean not that many of them but i like to do really slow controlled push-ups because you know that gets the shoulders gets the triceps gets the chest you know um i like to do things that activate activate those 
Um, and, and I like to do, yeah, circuits and hit training is a big one for me. Um, so I did a video months and months ago. I, th- I would say like last summer, last year, 2020 in the summer for the uh, 3% Man Facebook group. And I ended up putting it up on the YouTube channel. So you guys can look at it. I'll post a link in the show notes for that. But it was on, there's only four exercises that you really need. And this goes back to uh, an article I read once, which uh, I linked to in the show notes of that video. Um, But it also goes back to when I was in the military. You know, there's really only four exercises you need to give yourself a full body workout to to be trim and and look decent, I would say. And that's push-ups, because that works your your triceps, your chest, and your shoulders. Pull-ups or chin-ups, because that works your your biceps and your 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 back and your lats, right? Uh, sit-ups or you know, leg lifts or whatever, because that works your abs, and then running because that works your legs and it gives you cardio. That's it. Like if, I mean, if you just want to get down to like a bare minimum, be in shape, you don't want to be a hulking fucking, you know, mass of man meat. You just want to like be trim and look good. Like Luke, that's all you need. You don't need a fucking full gym. You know, you just might need like a, a, a door jam pull-up bar is the, is the only equipment you need for that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And that's what like the fucking fighting forces in the military, the the U.S. Marines, you know, when they, you know, you could potentially do some squats with just like um, without without any without any weights, without carrying any weights, or with a bag full of books or, or something like yeah. that. Do you really Lunges. want to those? Yeah, yeah, something like that if you want to, but mm-hmm. just to get in good shape. You don't have to do that. You don't have to have a lot of stuff. You don't have to have a, a major gym membership. Now, it, like, it's fun. Like, I, I like having a gym membership. I have a home gym. So, like, in the summertime, like, during the work like during the work week, and I work, I've worked at home for years, um, I like to go to the gym. And you don't have to do your whole workout in one sitting. Because if I go to the gym, I'll do that. Like, I'll work out for, like, 30 minutes, just serious lifting weights for 30, 30 minutes or so. Some guys work out for four hours a day. That's just, like you don't need to fucking do that. Um, I'll work at like for when it comes to weight training, I'll work out for a good 30 minutes. Um, and you don't have to do that in one sitting. So like I work out at home, so I'll do like, let's say, uh, some people recommend like three sets of 10 reps, right? If you're trying to pack on muscle, I like doing five by fives. So five sets of five reps at real heavy weight. That's max strength. Yeah. Yeah. So I like doing that kind of stuff. So if I'm doing three sets of 10, instead of doing, you know, like a bunch of workouts for like 30 minutes, I'll go to the gym. I'll do one set of 10 reps, one of, you know, each exercise that I do in my circuit. And then I'll go back to work for like an, like 30 minutes to an hour. And I'll go back and do another set and I'll do that throughout the day. Cause you could do it like that. And it's the same fucking impact. It's the yeah, same the results. Yeah. And, and so, so the, one of the most important bits is to take away here that if you just want to get in shape, um, you don't have to be in the gym for hours. You know, no. you don't have to do that. When I, I, you know, a lot of people think that I've never bulked. I've bulked. I bulked in 2018 and I was in that gym for about, it took me about two hours. If you, if you add into the fact that I'd have to sometimes queue for a piece of equipment, I'd have to wait while someone else was, you know, doing fucking squat rack, whatever, bench chest press for half an hour or something, and then talking on the phone in between their breaks, you know, all that shit. So for two hours, and 
you know, I actually lost some of my abs as well because, you know, you have to get a bit more fat on you when you do it. Um, you know, you've got like this bolt cut, bolt cut thing. Yeah. And it, you've got to juggle your micros and your macros and your fucking calories and you're in the gym for like two hours, three times a week. That's, I mean, my, my whole life was in the gym for one. And that was when I was in my two-year dry spell. Right, right. But then that also goes back to the kitchen as well. If you're bulking, you need to be taking in a lot of calories. Yeah. Right. If you're cutting, you want to reduce your calories. And it, it all, a lot of that comes back to nutrition. It's not just you, you it, uh, one thing I, I should actually mention too. And I can't believe we're like, you know, coming up like later in the podcast, we're finally mentioning this, but you cannot target fat loss. You can't right. target fat loss. A lot of women you'll see, go to the gym and they're working on squats they're working on like leg lifts because they're trying because a lot of women put on fat in their ass and their thighs right and i mean they put it around their belly too so they'll they'll, it's like abs like all lower stuff that they're worried about they don't want to lose any of this up top you know what i mean but they uh they they're working on their abs their butts their thighs you know and that that's what women do because they're trying to target that fat loss you cannot target your fat loss your your body will will Add, add fat and lose fat all over your body. And a lot of it will start in the face. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, and usually, <laughs> usually your, your stomach fat, your belly fat, your love handles and stuff like that. That is the last part that you lose weight. Like for some reason, your body just holds on to that fat, that visceral fucking stomach fat. And, and you can't target that. No, that is actually often there for the emergency reserves. So mm-hmm. if you get rid of that very last little bit, then the body doesn't feel safe. Yeah. So putting it in a point where, you know, it doesn't have that, you know, famine reserves or that drought reserves or that whatever it is, you know, it feels the body, the body's keeping that there for safety purposes. So it's very hard to get rid of that very last little bit. And to be honest, if, if, you know, if you've sculpted your abs really well, that bit, that last little bit doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I, I will say too, like, so if you look at some of these fitness products where they're like, you know, Oh, you know, do this type of exercise. So you can burn that fucking like, you know, love handle fat or, you know, the, the thigh master back in the fucking eighties and nineties, you know, Oh, it was targeted for women so that they could work out on their thighs and lose that thigh fat. It doesn't work that way. You have to fucking, you have to have a good diet that, and, and workout routine cardio or hit training or circuit training that will burn those calories that will burn your all over burnt body fat. That's it. Yeah. So it's, it, yeah. People saying, oh yeah, I just want to lose a little bit on my stomach. It's like, nah, bro, it doesn't work that doesn't way. It doesn't work that way. And, and, and this also goes into another point as well. And that is that the lifestyle being in shape is a lifestyle. Yep. So I've seen people try, who would say to me, you know, they were into the whole, you know, kind of rock star kind of lifestyle, but not, not the positive like one, like I'm living. Like, you know, the whole, you know, party hard and take drugs and hang out with fucking losers. So you have wild parties, make noise, get high, all that shit. And that lifestyle is all about, you know, drink, drugs and shit, food. And and it's the loser lifestyle. You, when you do this, you're going to have to cut out like half of your friends because a lot of your friends are going to influence you to, to do stuff. It's like if you're a smoker and you give up smoking, chances are, 
that a lot of your friends are going to continue smoking around you. You're going to have to hang around with people who live that lifestyle because we all bounce and feed off each other. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh. Lol. I don't know if you could hear that, but that was my robot vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope the robot's okay. Um, and so being in shape is a way of life. Yes. You need to hang around other people who are in shape, not people who say, well, I'd quite like to at some point, because we all want to be part of a tribe. We all want to fit in. We unconsciously do things to fit in with the people around us. And, you know, if you're hanging around with unhealthy, out of shape people, they'll actually be a part of you, a survival instinct that's actually going to try and keep you slightly out of shape so that they still accept you. Yeah. It's, and it's, well, it's also too, it's like the, uh, what they call that, the, um, the analogy of the lobsters in a pot, right? Yes. Right. My, when, and when yeah. you are trying to be better, when you're trying to climb out of that boiling fucking water, those people are going to pull you back in. Lobsters will pull the lobster that's trying to get out of the pot back in. And, and then they all die together. So you, you definitely need to uh, separate yourself from people that don't want to work out. There's so many fucking lazy people out there. Yeah. When I talk I, about, I'm a, I'm a part of a local runners club. When I talk about like, I like to work out and stuff like that. There's all these people that are like, well, I do 12 ounce curls. That's my workout, you know? And, and then they try to shame you for being better than them. Yep. And well, um, fuck those people. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And then people will say here, I can just hear them in the comments already now. Yeah. But I'm from a small town and I don't know many people like that. Shut up. Look at me and Paul now. Yeah. We are 6,000 miles apart. But what he does, I do, because we're on a, we're sharing brainwaves here. You yeah. know, on the internet now, I mean, you could probably be in a bloody BDSM online group forum if you wanted to. You know, you, you could be on a forum for anything now. And yeah. you, just by talking to people, you adopt their mindset. And Paul does not judge me. I can be as arrogant as I like, and he will encourage me. He doesn't put shame me and go, oh, Luke, you're a little bit too confident now. Can you just be quiet? Because the other men in the group are feeling a little bit intimidated by your success. Paul and Benny, they celebrate everything I do. They celebrate my success. They want me to do well. They don't make me feel like I have to be quiet and be humble and play it down. Yeah. You're yeah. one of the first people who truly allowed me to do that. Oh, thanks, man. I love you, bro. <laughs> I love you, bro. I wish I could this quit you. What masculinity is really about. Yeah, I, it, it really it really does matter. It comes down to, uh, was it like you're a product of the, the five closest people you hang out with. Yeah. And even if you hang out virtually, like we hang out daily. We chat <laughs> every day. We send like, you know, good morning, boo, text. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee emoji, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because we don't send girls the fucking uh, uh, good morning text every day. We send it to each other. It's 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 a bromance. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right. Um. <laughs> no, but seriously though, like um, I, I have just noticed, uh, just kind of circling back around here to how, you know, working out just, it just makes you a better person in general. I think, you know, it really, uh, changes your mindset. It helps you in all areas of your life, but it particularly in dating. And I've noticed just from, you know, the first time I was on a dating circuit to this time, like I 
that entire first year that I was on that dating circuit, of course I had sniper mentality, but that whole first year that I was on the dating circuit when I was overweight, I got laid by one chick. And that was the one chick that I ended up in a relationship with four and a half years. I probably wouldn't have been in a relationship with her for four and a half years if I was in better shape and I was more selective with who I was dating, which is the way I am now. And then when I get on the dating circuit this time, I've slept with tons of chicks and I am more selective. I realize what I, what I like and what I don't like. And I can be choosy because they're coming to me because one, like I'm in better shape Two, I have more confidence. And a lot of that is because I'm in better shape. Yeah. And you, you feel way more entitled to go after what you want now. And not only that, but you're also triggering those feelings inside of her that she's finding that, that, when she sees good genetics. So you've got your confidence, your entitlement, um, your feel good that she feels and the, the sensations that a girl feels when she sees a guy who is in shape and who is, you know, where you don't need to fucking convince them that you are the guy who is gonna give them that strong offspring, even though, you know, maybe you don't want kids anymore. I, I don't want kids anyway, but- I can't, this- <laughs> make sure of that. Yeah, same. <laughs> But on an unconscious level, they're like, yeah, that guy will provide the strongest offspring. That guy, you know, will be able to protect me and provide for me no matter what. Yeah. Women are security seeking creatures. They want a guy that makes them feel safe and secure. And why? Yeah, that's it. And, 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 and for the, for the, for the people, for the dudes in the comment, why the fuck wouldn't they? Why not? We want, we want the, we want the person who can bring the most things to the table. We want the girl who's going to be, you know, attractive, physically attractive to us in whatever way that is that we like. We want the girl who's, you know, who's going to have some kind of stamina and fitness. Uh, we want the girl who's going to be, you know, have a fun, bubbly personality. Who's going to have interesting conversation. Who's going to make us feel really good about ourselves. Who's, um, you know, who, who can talk about lots of different subjects with us. Who can do lots of different activities with us. We want the girl who brings the most to the table. Ideally, you know, some of us want a girl who's got a, got a strong, stable career as well, because you know, so that I don't have to continuously worry about them. Um, you know, we we want we want girls to be good. We want the best that we can get. So why shouldn't they want the best they can get in a world where, you know, we are not at the same physical risk as women are. Women, it's more dangerous. It is more dangerous. You know, men are much bigger and stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Not always. (laughs) I've been beaten up by women in Taekwondo uh, training sessions, you know. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't admit that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You know, it's funny. Luke, actually, I just want a girl that likes me for me, man. Just likes me for me. Just <laughs> can't they see who I am? I mean, I know they've got like two hundred other guys blowing up their phone and commenting on all their posts, but right. can't girls? Can't you just see who I am? Yeah, can you just like me for my personality? Like, I mean, really? I mean, yes, we all want someone that likes us for who we are. That yeah. that's true. However, comma as my chief in the Navy used to say, however, comma, it's a competitive fucking market. So you need to do what you can do to be the top of the fucking food chain Yeah, in your market. That's it. That's it. And so this is the first step to standing out. Now in the next episode we do together, we're going to talk about, okay, so you've got the goods physically now. Maybe you've even got a great fucking cool character. 
Now, how do we get that out there and show that to the people? Yes. How do we market that to the buyers? <laughs> how do we do it? And, and we're going to talk about it. We're going to go deep into that conversation. Yes, because there's, uh, there's lots of guys that in, in, on TikTok, they're, they're just like, I, like dating apps suck. Dating apps don't work for me. I can't get a woman to match with me, blah, blah, blah. It's like, really? Uh, if I could fucking do it, you could fucking do it. So what, like, what are you doing wrong? Let, let's take a look at your profile. Let's talk about profiles a little bit. So yes, the next episode that where Luke and I get together, we're going to talk about how to spruce up your dating profile. Oh yeah. So stay tuned. If you're not subscribed, fucking subscribe now. And if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit those notifications. Luke. Thanks yes, for joining me again, brother. Anytime. As, as always, I think, especially the guys in the 3% Man Facebook group, they like when, uh, when it's the Luke and Paul show, for sure. Sometimes I'm just added in for shits and gigs. There are I, times where it's the subject that I know nothing about, but you just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just here because. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the last episode uh, with, uh, with Benny, but you, me, and Benny, like, yeah, Benny did a lot of the talking. I did a lot of the talking, and uh, you are just sort of like, yeah, yeah, I agree with all that. I sat back and let you guys do 70 to 80%, and I focused on my body language. Oh, well. you mysterious <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. it, it was good because I was able to validate what Benny said. You know, Benny would say something, oh, this is something I teach, and then I was like, and it fucking works. Do you know what I mean? I was like, and I did that the other day, and it yeah. worked. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys are listening now, uh, go back and listen to that episode. It was all about uh, texting and the differences between Benny Lichtenwalner's method and Corey Wayne's method uh, on texting and like what works and what doesn't work. We also talk about some other, you know, things too, like um, Dr. Robert Glover's method on texting and and stuff like that. And, and, And sort of, you need to figure out what works for you. So go back and listen to that. All right. Luke, I'm going to let you have uh, your evening back because it's late as fuck there in England. We'll chat with you later, brother. Cool. See you soon. All right. Luke, again, thanks for joining me, brother. I love having you on. You know that. You know that. We all love the Luke and Paul show. All right, guys. I hope that you found some value in that. I hope you found some inspiration. I don't want to say motivation because motivation is fleeting. You need to really, like, if you want to get into diet and exercise, you know, people, it's, it, it's very cliche. They say it's a, uh, it's a lifestyle change, but you really need to make it a fucking lifestyle change, okay? It's, it's more about discipline than it is motivation, right? You need to do it whether you want to do it or not, whether you feel good or not. You need to know you have to get off your fucking ass and go work out. And you need to count calories or, you know, whatever I'm doing keto. So I don't have to count calories, but you have to stick to it. All diets work. If you work it, just fucking do it. It, you, you will thank yourself in the long run. You will have a much better experience on the dating circuit if that's what your goal is, but overall you'll just be a healthier person. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to come on, man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. 
Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it. Get it.